Welcome to the Bubblehead Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm with my co-host, Robert. Today, we're going to kind of shift uh, directions here. We're going to go into the college world. We're going to go into the Devi world, the C2C world a little bit. Uh, just a touch, uh, we want to go over our recent NFL side draft. Um, and this is kind of the purpose of this is that we're going to be transitioning to that for the next few weeks or next couple episodes. You're going to be able to get some college content from us. Um, before we really get into that, hey, let's just say, hey, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Bubblehead. Robert, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and then maybe just give a real quick background of what uh, Devi is and C2C for the people. Yeah, so uh, you can find me at BBH Robert. Uh, and for Devi, it includes your college side and your NFL side. <clears throat> so because it includes the college side as well, you know, you have, you're able to stash those players from the freshman year of college on all the way up to, you know, the time they get to the NFL. Um, and with C2C, the, the difference between C2C and Devi is that C2C also plays a role. Like you're actually competing in college. You're not just stashing the players and they're not playing, right? You're actually playing the players each week. Um, so you're trying to also win the college league while also, you know, winning your NFL league. And so I think it's important. It's so important to like, you know, choose like, hey, do I want to be good at both? Do I want to like, because I mean, you're probably not going to be able to be good at both. But, you know, are you going to try to like, you know, do a little bit of both? Or are you going to try to do more NFL side, more college side, you know, kind of how your strategy plays out there? Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I like C2C a lot. This is our, I guess, our second year doing it. Um, this is our first, you know, draft for it uh so i'm pretty excited it's you know it's a it's definitely a different experience compared to normal dynasty yeah it's a real fun thing for me i, I had done some devi leagues prior where you, you have five players or whatnot um cgc is a completely different animal i mean what do we have 45 player rosters i think on the college level yeah it's crazy yeah so, which, right, because of that, as we're leading into our, our first, uh, you know, the next year's draft, we're actually, whatever, around in or so into the NFL side, right? So it's a heavily depleted draft. And as we're going through this, we just want to share some of the players that are left to give you an idea just how heavily it can de be depleted. Yeah, so uh, let's, just, let's just go ahead and jump on in. So um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll kind of read off here the first uh, – uh, we'll start with the first three picks, and then we'll go from do do that. Talk about the first three picks, and then move on to the next three. Um, so the first three it was Christian Watson, and then Jameson Williams, and then Alec Pierce. So I I think the biggest thing there was Christian Watson going first over Jameson Williams. Yeah. Um, you know I I thought Christian or Jameson Williams was going to be a slam dunk at that first pick, but um, but yeah, I mean. You know, I think both are like Christian Watson. He's a really good player. I like Christian Watson a lot, um, but he does have a drop issue. Um, so you're kind of hoping that kind of smooths itself out. But I think he's a great player. And the James Williams is also obviously a great player. But once you get past those these first three, it's you're pretty much taking a shot in the dark. Yeah, I mean, I would say even after the first two, because you know, there's a conversation of having Christian Watkins over. 
sorry, Christian Watson over Jamison Williams. There's no conversation in my mind of having Alec Pierce over either of those two. Right. That's the clear yeah. tear break. But uh yeah, definitely surprise, right? Uh I think JMO's ADP and startup is probably two, almost three rounds above Watson's. Um, but hey, I, I get it. Incredibly athletic, right? Probably the only player that can rival uh, JMO for his athleticism. And he's with Aaron Rodgers. And there's really no other QB or, uh, sorry, wide receivers. So it's not a terrible pick. It's just s- surprise. Yeah, so one of the things I wanted to mention, because um, you know I've always I've been doing the RAS for us a lot. Um, so Christian Watson is a nine point nine six, um, and Alec Pierce though no nothing to be sneezed at. He was a nine point eight three. Uh, he has slightly worse agility stats compared to Christian Watson. Uh, Christian Watson was a little bit uh, smaller in terms of his weight, um, but you know I think both are like pretty athletic. Um, and obviously, you know, there is a tear break there, but I'm so, what I'm saying is, is, you know, I, I don't think Alec Pierce is anything to sneeze at either uh, as, a, as a, as a pick. No, you're right. And I mean, it's easy to overlook the athleticism that Pierce did. And I don't know, maybe it's just um, like, you know, the psychology of, of a fantasy player. Cause right. Christian Watson comes out of nowhere. He gets this random invite to the senior bowl and everyone's talking about him and he's lighting it up and like, who is this FCS player? And then he goes to the combine and just destroys it. Meanwhile, right. Alec Pierce had a great season with Cincinnati. We, most of us that were big college football fans knew his name, knew he was a good player. Um, So that might be part of the reason why I say that, but you're right. I mean, he is as good an athlete nearly at least combine performance wise as Watson. Um, Personally, I prefer Watson, but you're right. I mean, he doesn't have, he's got a good QB himself. We, Matt Ryan, we were just talking about him last episode. He's a very, very good QB. So you're right. I think the, th- the third one is where the real fall off is because after that, um, who did we have left? Uh, so the next three were Jelani Woods, Daniel Bellinger, and Tyquan Thornton. Um, so for me, Jelani Woods and Daniel Bellinger are the top two sleeper tight ends in the draft. Um, I think Kate, uh, Kate Otten after, uh, Rob Pengrowski's retirement, I think he's also shot himself up there. Um, but Kate Otten wasn't available in our draft, but, um, I think, yeah, Jelani Woods and Daniel Bellinger, they're both super athletic tight ends. They're both capable of being three down tight ends. And I'll tell you this. So, um, of the top tight ends, what do you think their average draft capital was for, like, let's say Travis Kelsey and, uh, you know, Mark Andrews? So, Andrews, I believe, was a third. Kelsey, I can't remember. He was Toledo, right? Yep. So, he was. He was drafted in the um, second round, or the second. third round as well. Sorry, the third round. So both of them were drafted in the third round. And then most people remember that... Um, Kittle, exactly, Kittle, yeah, right? Kittle, Kittle, yeah, Kittle was, was like a fifth a rounder. rounder. Or fifth rounder, yeah. So like you say, you can definitely find superstar tight ends later. Yeah, so and that's what I'm kind of saying, right? And, you know, Jelani Woods, he went drafted third round. I so what I'm trying to say is is that I love Jelani Woods. I I think Jelani Woods is going to be the biggest sleeper from this draft, and I I think getting him is a steal. 
in any any draft. Yeah. So why don't we give the people a little you know insight to who we were drafting here? So uh, spoiler: I was that fifth pick taking Daniel Bellinger. Uh, you fared quite a bit better than I did. You took third in the league. You did a great job. You you know actually made some money uh, on the NFL side. Um, and we'll get to your pick in a little bit later, but just wanted to point that out. You third place crushing me, but, uh, I was happy to get my preferred sleeper, Daniel Bellinger slightly over Jelani Woods, but, uh, I understand your love for that athletic, huge bodied tight end. Yeah. What about the um, next pick that the next pick really threw me off. I was a little surprised by the Taekwon Thornton one. Well, so I think he's a, you know, he's a deep threat. I, I think it's all upside with him, right? Like what is he, he doesn't have that much competition. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not a big believer in Taekwon Thornton either. Uh, I think he was overdrafted, but I also think he fills a need for new England. I think he's a great option for them in, in that like, you know, deep passing game. Now I don't like the value that they got him at, but at the same time, like I don't think it was a, but I, I don't think that's going to translate to to fantasy either. Yeah, your point about the value they got him at, and that is talking about draft capital. And that's really the only good thing I can say about Taekwon Third. Second round draft capital. And draft capital for wide receivers, running backs, and QBs is one of the most uh, correlated, like fact, stat, whatever you want to call it, to fantasy football success over time. But like, where do I start, right? Not only is New England infamous for being horrible at developing and identifying in the draft wide receivers that produce, but also I just didn't like the tape. He's a track guy. He's super fast, but like he basically just ran go routes all the time at Baylor. And I mean, they had a good team, so he put up some solid stats. Like, okay, but I don't know. I just, yeah. So, All upside, though. So, yeah, so the next three picks were Pierre Strong, um, you know, Isaiah, uh, yeah, Isaiah Pachecho. Uh, I probably said that name wrong, but uh, uh, he's running back from uh, for Kansas City. And then uh, Vilas Jones for the, for the Bears. Uh, so those are the next three. What do you think about those? See, if I was going to take a New England player – at six, it definitely would have been Pierre Strong. Because, right, if you want to talk about the athletic upside, Pierre Strong definitely has it. And yep. he dominated, like, I I just like the tape more. I guess it comes down to that. Um, plus, New England has had sex with running backs in fantasy. Now it has been hit or miss, right? You know, the little committee thing, you can never trust it. But, like, name a, a wide receiver that's been drafted by Bill Belichick led Patriots that's been successful, not named Julian Edelman. Like I'm not going to count the seventh round option quarterback of college as a successful wide receiver draft pick, you know, well, that's like, the thing, you know, fellow, well, Wes Welker was undrafted, right? Sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking but, uh, Julian Edelman. Welker was traded from Miami. Was he traded? Yeah. He, oh yeah. I forgot about uh, that. He was sorry. But I'm thinking Edelman. You did say but, Edelman. I thought Wes Welker was also uh, okay. from the undrafted, but um, those are kind of my point too, is that the, both of those are the same build. There's both slot receivers, which Tyquan Thornton is not a slot receiver. No, 
But we'll see. Honestly, I like their uh, Devontae Parker trade. I They have success trading for wide receivers that, you know, seem to have soured, but who knows. But I, I like Pierre Strong. I mean, it's a very loaded dra- uh, running back room. I like Ramona Stevenson. I like Damian Harris. Um, I like Kevin Harris, who they got two rounds after Pierre Strong this year, the South Carolina running back that had a fantastic sophomore redshirt sophomore season in 2020. Isaiah Pacheco, I'm probably butchering it as well. I apologize if I am. I mean, I think the team that he's playing for right now is really the only reason he was drafted. He's with KC, so hey, throw a dart. Like at this point, there wasn't much left. There were some things I'd prefer, but like, I'm not gonna blame you. Hey, give you know, give a shot. Throw that dart. Yeah, I, I just think it's funny the like the uh, sleeper uh, analysis for him is uh, that he was described as a race car with no brakes. Um, I thought that was an interesting little piece about uh, Pachicho. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah if I mean, you can give him <laughs> monstrous holes, he'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> if he ever has to change direction, good luck. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so Vilas Jones. I so this is another pick that you know questionable draft capital, but third round draft capital. Give it to me. It's it, you know we weren't we're in a position of the draft where there was not much left, and uh, you know that's it. So give me give me the draft capital. Yeah, and you heard that right. That's one oh nine Vilas Jones, and we're applauding it because I agree, right? Uh, Decent speed, pretty decent athlete, good draft capital. There's not a lot of tire competition, honestly. He could definitely be the wide receiver, too, there. The infamous problem with him is he's 25 years old, and he hasn't even played a preseason game in his career. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we try and look at him like a running back, you know, a two- to three-year window. Maybe he can do something in the next couple of years before he's, you know, in the nursing home. But yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. When you have a 45 roster, 12 team C2C league, uh that is god, public math. That's a lot of players, okay? Um so this is what you have left. Now, it's not always that way, right? Sometimes it's really just kind of come down to luck, right? Yeah. Uh Jamo, right? Jamo and Christian Watson, why? Well, one was an FCS player, the other really did nothing at Ohio State, and then all of a sudden he became, you know, Blanishka off, um, you know, comp- he wasn't actually finals, but right at that level of player before his injury. Um, right. But like Joe Burrow, CH, there have been players, you know, certain years that, you know, made these picks worth something, but they get depleted very fast. Yeah. Um, so we only had two more picks actually made so far, right? We're doing this a little early, but hey, we yep. just like are dying to get into some CTC and Debbie content. So, yeah, I mean, um, so the last two players, honestly, that are even of note, I think. Um, and I picked both of them, actually. Um, so Kyle Phillips and Danny Gray, uh, those are the next two picks. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what the next, like, you know, four or five players on the on the board are left. Um, so Dearness Johnson, Abram Smith, uh, Chigozia McConwu, Benny Snell, and then Tristan uh, Ebner. So those are the next five uh, of the top prospects on the sleepers like ADP rank. 
just to give you an idea of like where we're at in terms of the 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 draft ADP. Um, and honestly, Jaron Johnson, I think he's probably the biggest value there left. But I was kind of surprised that somebody dropped him. I didn't know that he even got dropped until we started the draft. Uh, so I, that that fell through the cracks this offseason for me. But let's talk about uh, Kyle Phillips and Danny Gray. So those are my two picks at 10 and 11. Um, so Kyle Phillips, he was my first pick for, you know, I think he's a slot receiver with dynamic athleticism. He's a smooth route runner. I think he has the potential to be a good slot receiver in the NFL. Um, so I think, you know, he's a, another guy that has decent draft capital. Um, and, you know, for me, I thought, I thought it was just a value pick. And then I ended up trading back into the first round for 111 uh, using my third rounder for college. Um, so just kind of to explain, you know, how my rosters are built. Uh, so I valued underclassmen my in our startup college draft, and then I valued uh, best value for like over like age. Like so, I, I went with like kind of a competing team in our startup draft for the NFL side. So I have a, a decently young team in terms of. Um, Positional value. Uh, the, the worst position probably on my team is either is quarterback, I would say. But on the college roster, I have uh, Caleb Williams and I have Bryce Young. So I mean, I have the future at that position, you know, made. I I feel like, and I'll continue to add to that position as we go in the draft. Um, but I only had five overclassmen, period, on my roster in college, so I'd only need to make five picks. So for me, that was a bunch of just surplus draft pick capital that I could throw out there to get more players to to you know stash in in the NFL side, and so that was kind of where I went with Danny Gray. And he's a fourth round draft capital, so I thought he had he was a decent dart throw, and then that was the only upside left. So, um, and then other than that, though, I wanted to say like, too, you know, with with the rosters, you know, we're at the end in, in the first round here, but. I think with the like one of the things that I've noticed is too is a lot of people seem to be kind of maybe overvaluing the college picks over people who've already been drafted into the NFL. Uh, what do you think about that? I'm not sure. I'm really curious to see how this because right after this draft, we're going to roll into the college draft, and that'll be our first college draft. So, right, it's lead dependent. I think. Um, I don't think we're playing with a bunch of C2C sharks, right? There are people that have been playing this style for 10 years, right? And they, they know this back and forth. Um, yeah, that's been a common theme for us too. Like, cause we play, we're playing mostly with guys who've been primarily dynasty players. Yep. Uh, and I think most of us have, this is our first experience with C2C. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's definitely been a learning curve uh, for me included all right, I had just done these small Debbie rosters and, you know, I thought I knew everything and all of a sudden you go with these massive rosters and it's very different. Um, I was a little surprised by your trade. I was, but, you know, we talked about it and it makes sense. Like, hey, this is a guy that has decent draft capital, right? Has, has started to show some, some things in training camp. Um you know, why not? Like, take a shot on a player that could help you. Like you said, you have this win-now roster on the NFL side, right? They could be helping you out way sooner than, you know, the the 30th best freshman or the 30th best freshman slash sophomore combo that, you know, 
didn't get drafted in our enormous league. Uh, I'm really curious to see how depleted, you know, when we're going and doing this college draft, like how, how depleted does that look? Like, are we going to be doing the same thing? We're like, Oh my God, these picks are worthless. You know, you might've pulled one on us right there pretty easily. I'm unsure how I feel. Um, yeah. I think just for me, it was like, cause I have, I have like, you know, five roster spots to fill. Um, and I already traded, I traded Sky Moore in a second for uh, T Higgins earlier in this year. Um, a second rounder on the college side. I mean, and that so, was an absolute smash. That, yeah. <laughs> bravo. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think I've kind of filled a lot of need. Um, I mean, I could, I could improve my quarterbacks, but you know, I have those quarterbacks like in the waiting, right? Like for me, like if, if there's any deal that I make now, it's going to be to trade either Bryce young or, or, you know, Caleb Williams and try to get a, a win now quarterback. That's like actually a high, you know, high upside. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that was like one of the th- the big things that I was looking at with the first strategy that I did. And I think this is kind of an interesting topic for, you know, C2C in general is like when, when you build the initial roster, you know, if you build it out to where it's, you know, like a, a certain number of players each year, then it's like really easy to fill that roster at that point because you're able to just, you know, Hey, I have 10 spots to fill this year. All right, sweet. Like, fill those 10 spots. I mean, all right, well, I got 10 this year. So right. Sweet. Fill those spots. You know, it's a, makes it real easy to kind of decide how many draft picks you need and you know, how many players you, you need to invest in. Yeah. It's a good point. You're taking a very analytical approach to this and I, you know, you're making me think of things that I haven't even thought of yet. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. And it's, you know, taking some notes over here. So what do you think about the whole, competition on the college side um that's really very different than what i've done right i've done the draft these players where right that's what you're doing is you're planting your flag early you're taking this 18 year old 19 year old 20 year old player and saying this player is going to be a star in the nfl and i'm willing to say it two years before they're in the nfl three years before they're in nfl yeah i mean that's what i did with caleb williams right because i overdrafted him i think i grabbed him in the the second or third round when people were still saying like because I mean, I was out on the quarterback class at the very beginning of the year. Um, yep. You know, remember I told you like I'm not drafting uh, Rattler at all. I told you that from the very beginning, and he was the bona fide number one for for us, I think. And so for me, it was just like one, you know, looking at these prospects and saying, "Hey, like, what talent do I think is going to translate?" And then also like, what's the value positionally that I can get in these these classes because right for me this 2022 class was going to be the weakest of the 23 24 25 classes um especially at the quarterback position but i also thought it running back so for me i was like okay well i'm gonna punt running back for the 22 class and i'm gonna go with primarily a wide receiver approach in 22 um and then a lot of and, and i'm gonna draft a lot of the early quarterbacks for the 23, 24 class, those are going to be my first picks. Um, so I drafted Bryce Young, drafted Caleb Williams. Um, and then I ended up drafting a couple of the Alabama freshmen wide receivers um, after that. And I think it's worked out for me. You know, the, the jury's still out on these Alabama wide receivers, but um, I think that 
I think it's a, an interesting proposition because, you know, either way, um, I think that you're, you're still going to gain value because you have these freshmen and you're able to kind of track their development. So you can kind of see, well, man, this guy's really not panning out. Okay. Well, I need to, I need to replace him now. Now I need, now I know that this is a position I need and I can reinvest in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You did a lot better in your quarterback finding in the startup draft on the college side than I, um, I took a high QB like you, um, I took a DJ Ungale, and that blew up in my face. Um, yeah. And I think I took him over Bryce Young, if I remember right. Yeah, you did. And I, I yeah, I remember telling you, and you, you were, I, I think you texted me too. You're like, did I just take your guy? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, he didn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm obviously right at this point is the wrong choice. I'm hoping yeah, yeah. 2022 season makes me look a little smarter, but uh, I'm definitely worried. Yeah, that uh, entire season I had I had Bryce Young, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud one and two going into the draft last year in a C2C. Um I was well, only you, able to get one of them, but uh you look like the quarterback whisperer. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I had Caleb Williams. Oh, I had Sam Howell at three, which is probably the worst decision I had. Um yeah, and then Caleb Williams was out. four. So so I ended up getting two of the top four that I had. So that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I took Keaton Slovis in like the fourth or fifth round, thinking he could be my second QB. And blah. Oh God, you know, let's see if Pitt can resurrect another average QB. <laughs> yeah, I think one guy that I'm interested in, you know, following is Quinn Ewers. You know, I think he's um I think he is souring um for a lot of people. And I, I think there's some value there, um, but yeah, I mean, I think kind of what we're going into, we're we're completely away from our draft for portion that we're talking about. But I'm really excited to talk about CTC. It's actually like my favorite format in college now, or in uh, fantasy now. Um, I will only do CTC leagues from now on, um, and it, it's because it, 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 you know, it gets both of the passions, right? You get your college passion and your your NFL. So, kind of like. You know, I love football. I love watching football and I love talking about football. And now I get to do both. Right. So, yeah, for me, it's great. Yeah. You know, you kind of caught us. We could, you could let us, we could go and go and just keep talking because you're right. I'm really excited about this. And, and, uh, this is where I really want to focus is trying to identify players before they're at the NFL combine, the senior bowl, the NFL draft, you know, preseason, their third year in the league, whatever. That's a dime a dozen for an analyst, in my opinion. Can you find a player when they're 18 and 19 years old and say this player is going to be a superstar when they're 23, 25, 28? That's uh, that's what we're trying to do, and we're really excited about making that, you know, our immediate priority right now. Um, anything else you got, Robert? You know, like I said, we could go forever. I know we could. Yeah. We, but uh, we wanted to keep this a little shorter, just kind of. A sneak peek of what's to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I'm really looking forward to talking about some uh, C2C. I, for me, the quarterbacks and quarterbacks and running backs are like my favorite thing to talk about for C2C. And it's weird because that's actually my least favorite topic to talk about for what, the NFL. Those are my two like least favorite positions. It's actually wide receivers and tight ends in the NFL that I like to talk about. Um, so it's complete opposite. 
so yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, uh, just want to say, you know, thank you, Robert. It was good to get on here and, and, and talk through our C2C league, really looking forward to the college draft. Uh, hopefully we can throw a little bit of that content out for the people, uh, when that happens, uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, please give us a follow on Twitter. Please like, let us know what you want to talk about us to talk about. And if you want to, uh, you know, hit me up with any questions about like what my CTC roster looks like, uh, what I kind of focused on in the draft, you know, we're going to talk about that stuff kind of in some of our future episodes, but you know, I think, I think it's a fantastic topic to talk about. Uh, it's one of the, my favorite things to talk about. So please like, you know, let, like hit us up on Twitter and, you know, ask us what you think and ask us what we think. And I uh, think we thank you guys for listening. All right. Yeah. Please rate and review us on wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks guys.